I'm Andrea, founder of a boutique handbag brand, Andy, and this is why I switched to Shopify. I tried three other platforms prior to Shopify, and I remember my breaking point was when I would try to make one little change and my entire site would go down. With the drag and drop theme editor, we don't need to hire a developer to do any coding. Each theme is automatically optimized on mobile. It's incredible. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Go to shopify.com slash listen to take your business to the next level today. But I guess it comes down to how bad you really want it. I mean, I could have, I could have give up the first time. You know, he said, "Oh no, you're not going to get the money." But I kept persisting and persisting, and I ended up getting there in the end. This is Property Investory, where we talk to successful property investors, find out more about their stories, mindset, and strategy. I'm Tyron Shum and in this episode, we talk with Jack Henderson, a successful and young property investor with a property portfolio worth over $3 million at only 21 years of age. Keep listening to find out how he was able to overcome the struggle of buying his first property at the age of 18 years old and what he has learned so far in his investment journey. Despite his youth and rural upbringing, Henderson has already found success in property investment. I'm uh, 21 years old and I grew up in Wilberforce, which is a uh, northwest of Sydney. Uh, I'm currently in the earth moving industry and I hold a portfolio with over $3 million. So that's where I stand at this point in time. Henderson prefers to keep his daily life simple, claiming to only work, exercise and sleep. So I'd say any given day is pretty similar to most 21-year-olds. I'm, I'm up at sort of just after five in the morning and getting ready for work. Um, you know, I sort of spend anywhere from 10 to, to 12 hours at work every day and then I'm home at the gym and in bed. It's pretty much repeat of six days a week. He loves his job in the earth-moving industry despite first entering the field over five years ago. So I've sort of I've been working since sort of 15 years old when I left school. So it's, it feels pretty normal to me. Yeah. <laughs> All good. So how did you get into earth moving, for example? That's that's a very unique type of job to be in. Yeah. So uh, I was yeah, as I said, 15 when I left school, and and my dad just happened to run an earth moving company in Sydney. So I sort of was pretty fortunate in that way. I walked straight into a a job out of school when I didn't have my license or anything like that. So I could go to work with dad and um, it was it was pretty easy in that perspective. But now I've sort of moved on from the company and I'm on my, doing my own thing with another company. So, yeah, I guess uh, it's a pretty unique uh, career to be in at my age, definitely. I, I mean, there's not too many people my age I work with. They're sort of all in their mid-30s and above. Having started off as a labourer at the age of 15, Henderson has managed to climb his way up the ranks and is working as an operator. So, I mean, you start off as, as a labourer, most people do anyway, and then I sort of progressed pretty quickly because of my father. I mean, I had a bit of a, a leg up and I got to do a few things that most most people my age don't get to do and, 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 and the training side of it was, was good. And I'm sort of at the top of, I'm an operator at the moment and I'm sort of in, in the best machine you could be in at 21 years old. So, I'm, I've progressed quite quickly. 
Henderson's job in the earth-moving industry involves various fields including mining, industrial and so forth. I'm in a grader which is the machine that, that, that builds the roads. So, um, but we do all types, so we do say subdivisions, mining, commercial, industrial, um, anything like that from, from really small projects to really large projects worth billions of dollars. So, yeah, it's, it's quite fun. While Henderson does not see himself working in the earth-moving industry forever, he is happy to receive a stable income to fund his side job as a property investor. The money, I'd say, <laughs> the most enjoyable thing. I mean, it, 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 it funds my lifestyle at the moment and my property investing, um, which I don't think many other careers at my age would be able to do. Um, so that's, I mean, I do enjoy it. It's not where I want to be. I mean, it's, it's, it's sort of all part of my plan. This is where I want to be until I max my portfolio with the banks and they won't lend me any more money. So I know I'm not missing any opportunities when I move into a new career, which I'm not going to be at the top of, I guess. Henderson grew up in the quiet town of Wilberforce and attended the local schools there until he eventually graduated after finding enjoyment in his current career. I grew up in Wilberforce, which is sort of, uh, say, 50 kilometres north, northwest of Sydney. Um, it's not a very big town or a very interesting town, but that's where I grew up with my family. Um, in interesting facts, I mean, there's not too much interesting about me, I don't think, personally. So it's it's in the Hawkesbury region, so, I mean, it's past Windsor on the Hawkesbury River there. I mean, it's a beautiful little town. Everyone who comes there comments on how, how nice it is, but there's not too much to do or see out there. So schooling, I, I was public schooled. I mean, nothing fancy. I went to Wilberforce Public and then I went to two high schools, which was, which was Hawkesbury and Windsor both very basic schools. I mean, I wasn't the best student in school. Um, school wasn't really for me, but uh, I'm, I made the most of it, I guess, what I could. Despite not doing well in school, Henderson had plenty of work experience before graduating at the age of 15, working at both a takeaway shop and a farm before jumping into the earth-moving industry. I wanted to, but it was the school's choice for me to uh, move on. I mean, I didn't want to be at school. School wasn't for me. Um, but the school sort of assisted me in moving on, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that, that's cool. So when you went into your, your father's business, um, you, you mentioned that you are there for a few years and you worked for him. After that, yeah. did you do any type of other jobs or have you always been in, in that particular industry the whole time? I have. I've always, so ever since I've left school, I've been in the earth moving industry. I mean, before school, I worked at the local takeaway shop and I, I did a bit of weekend work on a farm and that sort of stuff. But yeah, ever since I left school, I've been in the, in the same career. Henderson's journey into property investment was inspired by his own growing interest in the field rather than the influence of his parents. It wasn't, they didn't inspire me to go into property. They had investments, but there was no real inspiration from them. I guess the biggest thing from them, and I'm very grateful for, was you have to work extremely hard to get where you want. So they've had no handouts. There's, there's been no inheritance or anything like that. And they've, they've worked extremely hard to get where they are now. And I guess that's what they passed down to me was that there's no handouts. If you want to get places, you have to work for it. Definitely. So that, that's, that's the influence I've had off them. There was no sort of, you know, get into property and, and it's going to benefit you in that in that way. Henderson does, however, believe that the strange stigma against youths purchasing their own property propelled his early involvement in the property industry. It's there's there's a stigma in Australia. You know, everyone wants their own their own home. So I guess that's where the interest come from. Was was it's a pretty spoken about thing. It's always you know you should buy your house and all the rest of it. So that's where the interest come from. And then as I delved into it and, and researched, um, I found it very interesting and, and I understood it. 
Um, and that's that's where it come from me. I didn't I don't know a great deal about shares or anything like that. So property seemed the right fit. Um, yeah, and then obviously as I got more and more into it, I started learning and I was learning quite easy and, and yeah, it just seemed like the fit for me, I guess. He bought his first property at only 18 years old under the guidance of a long-time property investor, Chris Gray. So I bought my first property at 18 um, in the eastern suburbs of Sydney in Coogee. It was a two-bedroom apartment um, and I guess that come from going to seminars and, and YouTube and you know social platforms, podcasts, all that sort of stuff and I happened to... I fall into a guy called Chris Gray, which I think you've had on the show before. And and I went to a few of his seminars and, um, you know, we got talking and I loved what he did. I loved the lifestyle he had and, and the way he'd done it. So there was actually, uh, he did a thing for charity where you could um, bid and win a lunch with him. So I, I went on there and I bought that. And, yeah, I had the lunch together, got talking um, and, and, and that's where it all sort of stemmed from. I liked his, his, uh, what he'd done in property and the way he'd done it and what he'd invested in. So I sort of followed his path and, and went in the, the blue chip suburb of Yakuji. Yeah, he's an incredible man and he's happened to become a good friend of mine. So I'm, I'm very lucky in that sense. Henderson began his property investment journey at a relatively critical time as well, in the middle of a boom in Sydney's property market. It was, mate. It was, I mean, yes. So for the last sort of, yeah, three to four years, you know, the Sydney market's been incredibly hot. And, and when I delved into property, it was it was at its peak, I'd say. So it was moving very quickly every, every week. I missed one. The property market was probably moving, you know, half a percent or something. So it was quite a lot of money. I'm, yeah, well, I mean, the thing is, is to get into property, to buy a property in Coogee, I mean, it's easily close to a million dollars now. Like, how did you get in back three years ago? Because I, I, I can't remember the prices back then. So, uh, three years ago, I paid 720000 for a two-better in Coogee. Um, and yeah, I guess now that property will be worth close to a million dollars. Yeah. So, yep. it's had phenomenal growth in those three years. Um, but I guess, yeah, yeah, back then, sort of the median was around that sort of seven to 800000 mark. Thanks to his savings from the earth moving job, Henderson was able to acquire a substantial loan from the banks for his first property investment. No, I guess not. But I mean, I'd been working for say three years, started working when I was 15. Um, at that point, APRA hadn't, hadn't come in as hard and cracked down on the banks as hard. So they were a bit more lenient with lending and then I happened to get the loan over the, over the line. I mean, I had a good income at, at an age at 18, so it was, it was a bit easy. I wasn't an apprentice or anything like that. Coming up after the break, we'll delve deeper into Jack Henderson's property investment journey as he shares his investment progress after his first property. So since then, uh, so I think the next one, I, that was that was the middle of 2015, I bought that. Morning's biggest success moment? The biggest moment for me was getting that first one. It's a pretty cool feeling, especially at 18 years old. The struggles of getting real estate agents to take an 18-year-old property investor seriously? When, he, when I first walked in, I don't think he really thought I knew what I was talking about, I guess, or or I was even interested in purchasing. And that's next. I'm Tyrone Shum and you're listening to Property Investory. Are you looking at buying property? 
unsure which suburb to choose? Let me share with you an amazing tool. It's called Location Score and it's the simplest way to decide where to buy profitable property all over Australia. Created by property experts Ben Kingsley, Bryce Holloway and Jeremy Shepard. You can check it out at propertyinvestory.com forward slash location score. Also, when you buy through my affiliate link, I'll give you one month access to the Property Investory Club where you can learn from the experts and be part of a private property investing community valued at $99. Visit propertyinvestory.com forward slash location score to claim your special offer. After his first investment property, Henderson went on to purchase two more in the next two years. So since then, uh, so I think the next one, I, that was that was the middle of 2015, I bought that. And then the end of 2016, I purchased another property and that was in the Asian suburbs again in, in Maroubra, a two better there. Um, and then since then, I've just recently secured a third property in Newcastle's beachside suburb of Bar Beach. So and that was last month I bought that and I've just settled on it. Great. So three properties are totaling worth of how much now? I'd say just over the three million mark. So the two Sydney properties would be worth a million plus, I'd say, and then and then Bar Beach is worth sort of seven fifty to eight hundred thousand. Having only been investing in property for three years, Henderson has not yet run into any major investment problems. He has, however, recently struggled with acquiring loans from the bank. I sort of haven't had any bad experiences as such. I mean, it's only been three years so far, so I don't think, I mean, it might happen down the track, but as of yet, everything's been pretty smooth sailing. Um, the most recent purchase was the most difficult because APRA is so hard on the banks at the moment. Getting the finance was incredibly difficult and and it was a very long process. So it was, I think it was nearly five months just to get approved to get the finance. So we went through, I mean, me and my mortgage broker went through every single lender, I think, and ended up coming up with the finance at the end. But it was a very stressful process. Yeah. So I think that's been the, that was the most difficult, the difficult thing that I've been through so far. Henderson has learned to be persistent when attempting to acquire loans. So I didn't actually purchase the property until I was I was approved for the finance. I mean, if I would have done that, it would have been an absolute disaster. I mean, we went through that many lenders, and 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 the, I just wasn't getting enough funds to purchase a property where I wanted to purchase. And then uh, we happened to come. It wasn't we didn't go through a big four bank. It was a second tier lender, and we ended up going through Liberty, and I got the money through them. Fortunately, but it wasn't it wasn't an easy process at all. But I guess it comes down to how bad you really wanted. I mean, I could have I could have give up. The first time, you know, he said, oh, no, you're not going to get the money. But I kept persisting and persisting and I ended up getting there in the end. He was able to secure his fundings having already researched and confirmed the amount he needed to invest into his next property. I I knew the area I wanted to buy in and I knew what properties cost in that area. I mean, in the calibre I wanted to buy. So I sort of knew a figure that I needed and I went to him and I said, I need this amount. It's really a non-negotiable and... And and then that's where we went from there. We got the amount I needed and the rest is history, I guess. Unfortunately or fortunately, Henderson has not yet experienced his aha moment in his investment career. I guess there hasn't been an aha moment as of yet. I mean, property's brought me some amazing things and and, and I've met some amazing people through property and and I guess uh, down the track it will bring me an aha moment and it'll bring me a, a lot of financial success, I hope. 
but as of yet, there's been no aha moment where I can say, you know what, uh, I can hit, I've hit the nail on the head, sort of thing. All right. Well, what about any success stories then, in terms of what you've achieved? Because, I mean, to to go from starting where you were to to where you are now, that's obviously a huge accomplishment. Like, were there any sort of um. I guess points in your journey that you okay, this is where I got to go, and this is a success that I've got to achieve. I guess the biggest success for me was purchasing the first property. I mean, when I purchased it, I was very, very happy. I was over the moon. Um, and I, I mean, if you would have asked me back then, would I have three in, in sort of three years, three and a half years' time? I would have said no. So, looking back on it, um, yeah, it's pretty amazing to think that I've had bought three already but uh, yeah the, the biggest moment for me was getting that first one it's a pretty cool feeling especially at 18 years old it was yeah pretty cool <laughs> Wait, were you at all nervous when you first walk, walked in to, to buy oh, that first one definitely yeah it was very nerve-wracking especially in the eastern suburbs of sydney i mean when an 18 year old kid sort of works into a, a three quarters of a million dollar property they real estate agents don't really take you that serious and that's an issue i was having when i was purchasing that first property even the second property they just don't take you seriously you know you're you're a young kid in their eyes and, you know, I guess I don't think you have the money or the expertise to sort of go and buy the property. But the agent I bought the first property through, we've actually become really close friends again. He's my property manager and, and yeah, I guess so. Now he sort of sees on the real deal, I guess. When, he, when I first walked in, I don't think he really thought I knew what I was talking about, I guess, or, or I was even interested in pur- purchasing because I guess they get a lot of tyre kickers and you know neighbours and all the rest of it walking through the properties and a lot of people do waste their time. So I guess when an 18-year-old kid walks through the door, they think I'm another one of them. Mm-hmm. And how has that changed for you? Being able to build that relationship with, say, those real estate agents in that area, have what, what kind of things have turned out for you for that side of things? It's, it's probably not so much the relationships with the agents because you know I'm not purchasing properties every day. So you don't really build a tight-knit relationship with them. But I guess it's the confidence I've gained now, so I, I know what I'm talking about when I walk into properties, and I know, you know, when agents are, are talking shit sort of thing. So <laughs> you can sort of, you know, weave your way through that. But but building relationships with agents, I guess, when you're only purchasing one a year and you're purchasing in different areas, is sort of a hard thing to do, I guess. Henderson advises young investors like himself to keep working hard in their current careers in order to eventually secure a loan and save the deposit for their first investment property. Well, I guess the biggest thing is just work and work and work. I mean, a lot of people, you know, my age want to go to Europe and, you know, they want the fancy car and, you know, the nice watch and all the rest of it. But I guess it comes down to your priorities and if you really want a property, that bad you know you make sacrifice and you'll you'll put the Europe trip off the next year and and you'll you know you won't go out on a Saturday night and spend four or five hundred dollars you know on a night out and I guess I, I just read an article in in the last few days about APRA have um have taken the the restrictions off the banks so I guess now's a great time to start thinking about it and getting into it because the last couple of years have been very difficult to get the finance so now APRA's sort of taking the restrictions off and are a bit more lenient, I think it'll be a lot easier to secure finance and and get that first property. Henderson was prompted to invest in Sydney properties after receiving advice from Chris Gray. So I guess the influence that put me into those suburbs was Chris. That's where he invested and and that's where he's gotten his lifestyle from, is is investing in blue chip properties, you know, 5 to 15 k's from CBDs. there's there's a high demand for those properties. There's a line, 
you know, 100 metres down the street in summer to rent them. And, um, you know, you've got people with high disposable incomes who live in those areas who pay premium rents. So I guess that's what sort of influenced me to go there. I could have bought somewhere cheaper and, and, and probably still had great results, but I guess that's what worked for me. And, and yeah, that's, that's sort of why I did it. And for young investors strung to save for a deposit, Henderson encourages them to seek advice from intelligent mortgage brokers and to persist in investing in property as it is easier than they believe it to be. You can still get 5% loans. I mean, it's not easy, but they're still out there. If you go to the right mortgage broker that's intelligent and, and knows his way around the marketplace, you'll get the 5% loans. And, and now, I mean, you can't buy as an investment, but now that the government have brought in this, uh, you know, stamp duty exemption on purchases under 650000 so... You can purchase a property for under six hundred and fifty thousand, and would say a five percent deposit. So you need say what thirty to thirty five thousand dollars to get into your first property. You don't pay stamp duty, and so I, personally, I don't think it's a very hard feat. People make it seem a lot harder than what it is, and a lot of people, I think, fear paying lenders' mortgage insurance. I think it's such a large cost. But if if it takes you say another a year to save up another twenty or thirty thousand dollars or longer, the property market's going to move faster than that anyway. So you're costing yourself money. So, inspired by his story, we'll keep the conversation going in a future episode on Property Investory Podcast, where we'll talk to Henderson about first-time investors seeking advice from investment advisors. You need to know what the price point is. So, when you go into that property and you talk to the agent, you can be confident and know what you're talking about. His future career plans? Well, I want to move into becoming a buyer's agent. So, that's a massive step I want to take. How he managed to come so far in the industry despite being only 21 years old? I believe in the property industry, you need to be constantly on, you know, on on the game and and reading and learning and, and and keeping up with everything. And that's next time in a future episode on Property Investory Podcast. Also, are you looking at buying property in 2018? Would you like expert tips and advice on the best ways you can purchase property? Whether you're a new or experienced investor, learn from the experts by downloading the Property Investment Buying Handbook. It contains the best tips and advice from 37 of Australia's leading property experts. Simply visit propertyinveststory.com and subscribe to get your copy right now. Thanks for listening. I'm Andrea, founder of a boutique handbag brand, Andy, and this is why I switched to Shopify. I tried three other platforms prior to Shopify, and I remember my breaking point was when I would try to make one little change and my entire site would go down. With the drag and drop theme editor, we don't need to hire a developer to do any coding. Each theme is automatically optimized on mobile. It's incredible. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com listen. Go to shopify.com listen to take your business to the next level today. 